Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Collective Podcast. Um, today I have a friend on from Amsterdam. That's where you guys are at, right? Yeah, right. Excellent. Uh, I have my friend Misha Rosema on. He's um, originally started off as an industrial designer and then later to motion design, then design. And uh, he's a co-founder and creative director at a post-production house called Post Panic. And I guess not post-production. You guys do like everything, um, really. Well, basically, we're just a, it's a film production house. Uh, okay, and, film production. Do some other stuff. Commercials and everything, and you guys are actually doing Sundays, which we're going to get into and talk a lot about. But um, your current title that you've kind of grown and, and, and to blossom into becoming is, is a director, and we're going to talk a lot about you know, how that's come to be and, and your influences and all that kind of stuff. But before we do that, I just want to welcome you on the podcast. And thanks again for coming on. And, and uh, this is going to be a great one. I'm excited to have a chat with you finally. And, and thanks for sharing your time. Right now, it's 1230 in San Diego. And it's what, 930 out there in Amsterdam? Yeah, exactly. Actually. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's hard to kind of wrangle the times and around all the different time zones and stuff, but no, I appreciate it. I appreciate you spending some time. I know you're busy, so. Thanks but, for having me, man. Yes. Kind words. Kind words. Uh, and you've always been like super nice. I mean, we, uh, I guess the way we kind of got laced up and connected was, um, I think, you, did you, you and Jules reach out to me? for helping on Sundays or was it something like that? Or did I reach out to you just saying, I really no, appreciate what I, you do? Or? I, well, I've been, I've been admiring you from a distance. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you're always, you know, I, cause I, I, I needed some work done on, on the, on the Sundays project, which I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to, we're going to be talking about late, um, uh, later on. Sure. And then I remember, uh, you liking, did I get an email from you or you emailed somebody Within the company, saying that you you really really like Stardust. Yes, that's right. That's that's exactly it. Yes. <clears throat> now, for me, that was the thing I needed for. Okay, okay, this guy actually likes us. Now I can you know start emailing him and you know, <laughs> asking favors, basically. Yes, of course. Which it, which <laughs> which turns out to be a really great experience. I got to meet you in, physically in person actually when we were out in Barcelona together because we were both speaking. At off this year is off, and so it was really nice to get and chat chat with you. I was a bit of a zombie; I was completely out of it, so I apologize because I was under a lot of stress and pressure. But and then maybe next time I see you, I'll be a little bit more I don't know human, I guess. So, but no, that's that's correct. I, I remember watching that Sunday's piece, or it was actually the Stardust, and yeah. I just really loved it because I'm I'm fascinated with all things involving space and um all of that stuff basically and, and i just thought you guys really beautifully put that together and i was like i need to be a part of what you guys are doing because i could see what you guys were you know part of and and then you know i think shortly after the kickstarter for your your short film sundays uh yeah, started I think it was to kick off yeah that must have been before i guess because we've been the kickstarter thing has been two years already and i think last year we only finished the whole startups thing Okay. okay. So, you know, we are taking our time on projects. Yeah. Well, I think um, I mean, we could talk, we can go ahead and talk about that, why to take your time and, and how long these things actually do take. And uh, <coughs> I'm, I'm a bit unrealistic. I'm a bit of a dreamer. I think that I'm not going to put you into that myself, but I'll let you self-apply that to yourself. But I have a hard time understanding realistically how, how long and how 
hard things are when you're creating worlds and building out things as complex as, as a short film when you have i mean how much of the ratio of your film is 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 computer generated it's pretty large amount right it is um it is a large amount yeah it yeah. is way too much actually <laughs> <laughs> and you never think of that right when you're when you're creating no, no. I, I i just think about the fact that you know we live in a in a day and age that like as a storyteller we can we can tell any story that we can conceive i guess so uh, yeah. I, you know, I really really want to tell these stories it's a brave new world out there so and then we'll we'll just see how we'll solve it and 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 you know if it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work if it takes a lot of time it will take a lot of time so yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's it's also kind of why we kind of built Post Panic the way it, it's it's you know it it has become I guess we have our own post facilities and we have our own added suites you know everything is kind of like built towards the point that where we are right now so we can produce these things um, completely on our own and and within our own time frame <clears throat> and you know basically making making us very happy I guess. Yeah, you guys are the ultimate, like, uh, you know, final stamp, I, I guess, right? Because that's what I was taking away from your Kickstarter. Um, there's a lot of things that I can, I want to pull from there and talk about because the Kickstarter was a was an important part, I think, an integral part of you getting the shoot and all that stuff yeah. figured out and worked out in the details. And, and we'll talk about, like, why you chose Kickstarter and what you think is I agree with you. I think that we're in a day and age where uh, the conventional system, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way to go. You know, although it's nice and it's cool um, to have the support in the deep pockets of the producers and the studios and Hollywood, it's not necessarily, um, you know, if you can't make it there, it doesn't mean you can't make it. You know, the day and age of, of people being able to, really make something special is, is here, you know, uh, without the need of the budgets and stuff that are like, you know, that was, that was holding everybody back the tools and, and people's accessibilities to these tools and stuff is really helping out. What has been some of the biggest challenges for you when creating, um, Sundays for, for example, production wise or creatively, I, I guess all, all together. I mean, how long, how long have you been developing the story? Oh, in this okay. whole world, because you've been doing it for a long time, right? Yeah, quite a long time. I, I think the, the very first seed started when I, I think about about seven years seven years ago already. Hmm. <clears throat> where you know I was always working on on stuff that was way bigger than I could ever imagine. Good. So yeah. the it, you know it started out even even earlier. I, I was working on this kind of feature script where, and it got really really complex, kind of like Magnolia. I have all these like plots going on and. <clears throat> but looking at it and working on it for a couple of years already, <clears throat> um, I, I, I kind of found out that also, also at the time where we, where we were at as a company, we couldn't produce that thing. So actually we went out to New York and we went out to London. I think we went out to New York and, and we could sell the script for to two companies. Uh, it did mean that, you know, we kind of had to, I kind of had to leave the company or, or split post panic and then work in New York for, for in Manhattan for about two years <clears throat> and then make the film and then come back again. And for me, that was kind of like a no-go because we were, you know, kind of on a good thing. And so that, that was basically the, the first ideal, you know, let's be that company that can actually produce this thing. Yeah. 
And knowing that I, we couldn't produce it, I started, you know, let's, let's just make it a, a, a smaller thing. Uh, so I started making um, uh, uh, the very first draft for what now has become Sundays, which was a completely different film. It was just a little, you know, finger practice for a short movie. We always did these kind of short, funny things, which, you know, like the postman and kind of, you know, we always have, I want to have like half my time devoted to, to free work, own initiated work, and the other half, like commercial work, to actually pay for the stuff that you really want to do. Sure. It's a balance. Yeah. And, and um, so I started writing this, this short idea, which gradually became thicker and thicker and thicker. And uh, we started working on, you know, some of my sketches, and, and you could see actually the world getting, you know, taking shape. And that we just did that for fun, like the whole world creation thing, <clears throat> for about like half a year. And I think um, at one point in time, we uh, we were kind of like done. I was, I was, you know, we were uh, ready to go into production. It was uh, we had to also shoot it in Mexico, <clears throat> and it was a lovely short film, but it was a it was still kind of a big thing. And right at the same time, when we wanted to go into production. I think I got, we got a call from, from Warner Brothers or somebody that worked at Warner Brothers. And um, he, uh, they were looking for, you know, the new uh, new directors, basically, so the, the, the new up-and-coming stuff. So I wasn't, you know, really, really searching for a Hollywood career, but, you know, you know who am I to say no to, to something like that? So sure. I didn't even know what that was really about. I just got sent loads of scripts and I started reading them. And I didn't think that much of them, actually. Yeah. And I, so I read about eight of them, and one was pretty good. It wasn't my type of film. So I basically I sent my script back, like the whole short thing and the whole package, you know, the, some of the sketches and some of the treatment frames. And I think that, that that same night I got a phone call back from L.A. and say they actually said, that's going to be your feature film. You know, and from that point on, this whole story actually started. So we had to develop. I could actually pick a writer to, to work with and uh, <clears throat> and then I think we took about eight months to did you send like work. a like a package of um, I don't know like how did you get so you've sent them back like a presentation of what your interpretation yeah, I mean, of Sundays was going to be yeah we had the whole thing done but it, it was a short film it was like a, a 20 minute film yeah and uh, it was a finished piece so it was useless as a feature of course and especially sure. with with science fiction and, and you know kind of like surreal kind of world <clears throat> with shorts you don't have you don't really have to explain stuff with feature films you have to explain why this world came to be how it came to be and so it was a, a, Somewhat. a yeah. you know kind of like a scientific challenge to make this world actually work for a feature uh, format and that took actually that took months uh, to to rewrite it and completely change the whole story i mean it's been <laughs> completely changed but I was enthusiastic about it, and I was really, you know, we're really like um, doing it kind of like the Kubrick way, having like the very, uh, having like three acts in there, and you know, and then I, you know, we got reactions from from LA that you know nobody's going to watch that film, and um, so uh, we have we have loads there's of t- there's loads of discouragement you'll get along the road yeah, with this well, stuff. Well, well, we ended up with, with kind of a, a nice version and uh, like a skeleton version of, for, for the whole script. And then we started thinking about, you know, how to finance this thing. Yeah, because I'm a, I, it's a first-time director f- for me to do this whole feature kind of thing, yeah. let alone Hollywood. The huge, you know, production budgets. Because every time we, we talk, uh, 
with people about the about the movie they they, they attached like really really high numbers of uh, of, of dollars uh, to it and we would say you know you could just leave one zero off of the end and we'll make it for that <coughs> yeah but, uh, that's they're thinking it's going to be like a what a hundred mil but it's really yeah, hard it's challenging it's to get that um you have to earn that trust <laughs> yeah, they usually I mean, will get you at 20 to start off with as max you know 20 to 30 mil max but they don't uh, there's no uh, middle range usually well i don't know but it seems like that's what's for me we just actually we we because we, we were just there and we just found out that the sweet spot right now is like around 40 like 35 40 like yeah. above that is a different ball game which is not something i'm really interested in yeah yeah you below lose a lot that, of power you can do it kind of below the radar and keep some kind of creative freedom which is what this movie really really needs so uh yeah but uh, so we yeah we needed to prove somehow what the fuck this thing was about because uh, you know it's world creation it is it's a never before seen kind of thing that's what we were hoping that's what we're aiming for sure so we, we needed visual uh, proof visual content I guess <clears throat> so the idea very quickly came to be that we needed to make some kind of um, short version of it or a trailer or something that that could prove. That this thing, you know, how what what's the taste of this thing? What's the texture of this thing? So aside from the story, we needed a visual uh, testimony, I guess. And um, we had loads of conversations with uh, all kinds of mean Hollywood people, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it became it became like a lawyer kind of thing. So uh, you know, I, I just saw some contracts come by uh, and which were completely ridiculous you would kind of like sign your name away with blood yeah for ridiculous amount of money i mean a small amount of money i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know so you don't own anything by the end of it and yeah. you, you, you just got penis so we, we, we do you know it was ridiculous and and other <laughs> you know, there was like microsoft also and they were already talking about the game and I wasn't, you know, I'm not interested in it again. I want to make a movie. <laughs> so it was kind of frustrating. And we were completely ready to go. Yeah. And I think someone at UTA, which is, uh, well, my, someone at my, my agent had the idea, like. Yeah, did, when, at what point of this, sorry, I want to go back. At what point did you get your agent and, and how, how did that work? And, and what is, what value has that brought to you? Well, the thing is, we, we were, I think it took a year for us to find out that, the Kickstarter thing was the ideal uh, vehicle for this. Yeah. So we had a, like a year of kind of like waiting, and we knew <laughs> we, we're, we're coming from this. You know, we do commercials and music videos. They have to be done yesterday. Hollywood yeah. was the complete opposite. It's just you know sitting on stuff, and you know it's just a big waiting game. And we weren't really used to that. We, we were like you know let's do this thing, and and we had to. So we had like over over the course of a year all these kinds of conference calls and meetings with people that were interested but weren't really willing to give creative freedom totally for the you know it was just a lot of kind of bullshit yeah and and, and then came the, the whole kickstarter idea and kickstarter wasn't as as big as it is now it was i think it was just starting up <coughs> or well a, a bit more than starting up but at least in the netherlands it was it wasn't such a big thing it was you know it was a purely american thing by that time i guess and um but it was the it was a great idea. So all of a sudden we would just look at each other like, yeah, why not? Why haven't we thought of this before? Which is it's in your face, and apparently, you know, the only difficulty was we weren't an American company. So it was at the time. Now you can do it. I think you can do it. Um, 
you can just do it, but we need it. So, so, but we were liaised with or connected with an American production company that uh, produces for us in, in the States, the commercials. So we had ways in <coughs> and just started uh, kickstarting this thing. And it was kind of like the, the best thing ever. It was the greatest experience uh, I had actually. Yeah, what do you think <laughs> that is? Because there seems to be like this en- enormous disconnect in the machine of making these films through the Hollywood system, but there seems to be a very strong connection with just people wanting new good content and supporting it. What do you think that is? Because it's, there's, it's all, for me, it's always like a, there's a psychological thread behind all this stuff, you know, like that's to me, it always makes it interesting for me. And so when you guys decided to do the leap and do your own thing and, and, and trust that, you know, let's do crowdsourcing, let's see if this works, you know, and, and see if, if there's a benefit to making it, you know, and you're saying that it was a really good experience because of it. Mm. Wh- was it a ton of work to get it done? Are you happy that it was, that you guys did it? And what was the experience like for that? Yeah, well, of course it, it was a ton of work, but it's the work that we do and we do well, I guess. We have the team for that. We can make little films. We can, and the whole package was done already, of course. We yeah. only had it really, really presentable. The only thing I couldn't talk about, and that was the, the clever thing, I guess. The only thing I could really couldn't talk about was the story. So by the end of the film and the whole presentation, nobody knew what the fuck this was about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a so curiousness to like, it. You feel like being a magician and you're showing all these great goodies and all this great stuff, but you're not telling the clue. And uh, But it worked out. And, and the best thing was it felt really like, you know, people were, were you know, the, the fact that somebody is willing to just trust in you and, and not getting anything back aside from like a T-shirt or, 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 or whatever kind of present we have made up, uh, or even you know the amount of people, the amount of sound designers and composers and and, and DPs and and 3D artists that actually um, volunteered to put so much time in there, um, and there, there's so much uh, people we got working on this thing through the the whole Kickstarter thing. So aside from the the bit of money that we uh, we earned, which was I think 50k. Which were enabled us to to do this shoot in Mexico. Uh, but aside from that, it, it was like a, a just a very heartwarming experience that all these people gave their trust. Yeah, tons <laughs> uh, of trust. Yeah, uh, which which for me was 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 that's what I I mean was just the best thing ever. I, you know, I'm I'm used to having distrust behind me with agencies and producers and like, yeah. you know, spending my money and we need another shot. And so, you know, I never felt happier filming in Mexico with, you know, just a backup of these people that, that just say, just Misha, just go out there, do your thing. We trust whatever you're going to do is going to be fine. Does so that it feel scary it, for you? It does. It, 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 it's a lot of pressure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because, it, have you caved underneath it at times? Cause I no, think it's natural though. No? No, I thrived. You thrive in the I, stress of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not easily stressed out. I guess. I, yeah, you seem I'm, to be really well composed with with, um, especially even like when I met you. You're just like always smiling and happy, and I'm like, damn it, how could you be smiling right now? <laughs> <laughs> the world's falling apart. <laughs> I, it's uh, maybe it's age. I, I don't know what it is. Pro- I, I think yeah. it's, it, 
it has to do with experience. I'm, I'm much sure. more comfortable on set. I'm much more comfortable with big ideas and all these things. It's, the more you do, the less mistakes you make. That's basically it, I guess. Uh, sure. It's not to say that I'm not making mistakes, you know. Uh, I hope I keep on making them because uh, that's when you grow, right? Yes. <coughs> but it's a matter of, like, the the mistakes that you make don't own you. Basically, you, you just you become whatever you decide, you know, off of those experiences and stuff. So, which is, you know, you haven't really, you know, had a chance to fully release your concept and idea to the masses and stuff. So this is going to be an interesting, are you excited and looking forward to the day where you're able to finally expose all the hard work that you've, you know, super excited. Developed? Unbelievable excited. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't wait, but I have to. And that's, that's the only thing that's <laughs> like frustrating in this whole process. But, well, what already felt really, really good is, you know, letting out these these first few teasers and, and also being able to talk about the project because it was always kind of like a really, really, very secretive kind of thing. Sure. And um, uh, I think building up to the, the off festival, we did a, I did one talk in the in the Netherlands with a really small crowd and I just wanted to see what, what the reactions were when I would do it kind of like in a, kind of like in a, classroom or living room kind of situation so i i talked about sundays for about two and a half hours even more i guess wow <laughs> and still i mean at the end they were still pointing at the watches you have to really really move on because you know there's so much for me to talk about over this project and i and i felt that you know the, the feedback from it was 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 really really great i mean people really got the project and were really into it and so it, it's just good to finally be able to um share this whole thing you know that's been bugging me or eating at me for the last five years i guess or seven years even yeah and um, so we, we did also and we went to porto and you know just building up to basically to the off festival which was like a huge crowd of course and uh, and that was kind of uh it's just a, a really good experience that to be able to talk about the project but, you know, but the best experience of all would actually be the the you know showing the actual piece the short film and even better would actually be, you know, having the actual go for, for making the feature film, which is something we're also working on at the same time. So so that's the goal, right? So so what we have so far is you've developed this thing and then, and then you guys have kind of created um, a beginning of it just on your own time and passion and then used yeah. Kickstarter and the love and, 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 and um, approval of the masses basically to go beyond that for yourselves and then you go... Um, go from there to create creating this short. Is it twenty minutes? Right, it's pretty long. I, well, it's gonna. I think it's, I think it's fifteen minutes, something like that. I mean, we still have to do the end title. Minutes, right? And I know there's a lot of people working on it, so it could very well be twenty minutes. Yeah, it's a, um, which is tons of time and effort when it's when you're concerning how long and and big these projects are because when you're creating worlds, I mean, each frame. It's it's just takes so much time and effort. Yeah, and 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 it's not like twenty minutes or it's not like fifty minutes of. Uh, it, it's almost like a, a fifty minute trailer. So there's so many different locations and scenes and, and happenings in there that it it's kind of like a compressed feature film. So it, you know, it, of course, the feature film will take longer to make, but still, it is we're kind of there already. Yeah, the because you got all the worlds going on and stuff. Yeah, you know, you're covering so much ground. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's man, I, I, I mean, it's really cool. And I want to figure out, like, kind of discuss like how you guys have set up 
the um, post panic itself and, and, and the reasoning for creating that environment and you know how did you do it and because that's also like a very integral part of you creating the success of building this right because you as any good director knows is like you're you're nobody without your team so the team and how you how you navigate and and negotiate terms with your team is how you you know your value (laughs) of success and, and your final you know your deal basically with how you get it done basically. And so how, how does that work? How did, um, post bandit come to be? Well, cause we're uh, jumping well, back. Sorry, but I want to just kind of, yeah, that's cool. That's completely cool. I mean, cause I, I always have to think about it because it's such a long time ago. Sure. I think it's, it's already like 17 years ago where, where, um, we started out in, in art school and, uh, <clears throat> and basically, um, who's we, is it, well, it was Jules, and uh, so Jules Tefort, he was uh, managing director of Post Panic right now, and Mark Fisher, and who isn't with the company anymore. He uh, split up a couple of years ago, well, a bit more than a couple of years ago, and uh, has his own company in The Hague, as far as I know. What, what's uh, the company called? Is it the same kind of thing? Or well, I, I think it's a more motion design kind of thing. Motion, yeah, it's more motion motion design kind of thing. So it's not really film production. I'm not really sure because I haven't sp- spoken to him. Oh, no. Bad, bad um, exchange <laughs> bad at the end. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually what happens, though. If it doesn't work, it really doesn't work, right? Starting businesses can be incredibly taxing and, and trying. It is. I mean, you have to, you know, you have to find each other at, at the end. I mean, it's it's great to start out as friends, but you have to go from friends to, to you know, kind of like soulmates work-wise and and also you know you all have to develop in a way you know at, at the same pace also and yeah uh if that doesn't work it you know it's uh it becomes a machine that doesn't um doesn't function it doesn't function <laughs> and then, then it becomes uh, not a good experience so yeah lots of <laughs> egos especially when it comes to like creating the creative world is it's got so many egos involved with it and there's so many moving pieces like, yeah i mean how, how many actual really good bands you have had to change the guitarist or singers <laughs> <laughs> it's it, true it, as long as you're being creative and, and being like 100 percent uh part of you know the, the craft or the art that you do there, there's going to be i'm willing to fight for my uh, ideas or issues and and um yeah, but it's not me that's doing all the fighting, of course. Oh, yeah? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it can be challenging to start and work and run a company. It's itself is a complete marriage of itself, you know, and a totally different dynamic of marriage. It's interesting for me, like, how often myself or just people I know throw themselves just into the weirdest situations without really understanding what they're putting themselves through. And um, it's almost like... I thought it would be interesting for people to take marriage counseling before being married just so they understand the nuances of it, you know, because an outside, and I think it's the same thing as I look at running a business and stuff. I think of it as being very similar personally, because I think it's, it's uh you're, it's a machine, you know, like you keep the family going, you keep everything, the lights on basically, and you keep, there's love in the house, you know, it's, it's obviously based on different sets of values, but it's very yeah. similar, you know, and if, and if there's atrophy of the system, then you have like issues and problems, you know, and it just kind of pulls things apart and stuff, unfortunately and stuff. So 
but yeah, it was really uh, everything was really really unfortunate because you know we we were the best of friends, all of us. I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, it could so. be challenging. I have a couple friends I've started and ended com- friendships and companies and stuff just because you know the fallouts of things. So I've been always really cautious. I always remembered when I wanted to start companies, uh, and I would think to myself, why am I wanting to? want to start company with this person and, and and then i would think to myself is usually came from insecurity and when you make decisions off insecurities it usually leads to bad outcomes because you will outgrow them and then by the time that you outgrow them you find no value and then there's an issue with that or just any of those kind of issues you know like that's just one to name many you know but when you run a business i think it's really wise to find that person that you really can effortlessly get along with yeah and so that's it seems like you and, and and you said Jules. His name is Jules. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Excellent. Jules for American. Yeah. yeah American. Sorry, I'm butchering it because uh, yeah, I got the American thing going on, and he he's like exceptionally tall. But you guys are like, you guys are always um, together, which is cool. Um, you guys are really close seeming, and and um, I don't know, that was rad. It was nice to meet him as well, and he's um, manager right at at Post Panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's cool because that's a, that's also a very important integral part of the success of a studio is having somebody Absolutely. there to you know manage everything and make sure people are you know connecting and stuff. So, which Absolutely. is which is a significant amount of its success and stuff. He's also helping out with Sundays quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's actually producing the whole thing, so. Uh... It's a tough job. <laughs> and, actually, and we went to the whole Hollywood thing. We went together there so I, it's just good i mean he's he is like a uh like a brother maybe even more yeah that's awesome it's good to to, to be able to share these things also and uh, and and share also the pressure i guess sure yeah it's um, a lot of pressure you need to have somebody to confide in you know especially yeah. when you're when you're talking about the whole hollywood game and um it's like you got to be prepared for that because it's a very challenging game. You never know who's what and what they're doing, what they're up to and all that stuff. So it's like, it's like you're, you're the child. And for me, the child in me just wants to trust and be open to everybody. (laughs) But the adult is like, no, you got to be cautious. You know, like that person's out to get you. If you're not cautious about what you're doing, they're there to test you, you know, but there aren't not to say that there aren't people to be trusted. It's just, it's kind of like a weird scandalous like world, you know, out there with what the, But not not all of it. I had some good experiences there, but also the fact that that I did it with Jules. You know, you can better go in there like a tag team than than on your own, I guess. Sure. Actually, really, you know, during we had like forty meetings there, so (laughs) I think the fortieth meeting was like, you know, the the best elevator pitch ever probably done in Hollywood. So yeah, we we really that you know I really feel with with Jules I really feel like like a like a team and. you know, he really compliments me, and he and I compliment him. So there's always this really healthy uh, um, dynamic, I guess. Uh, you know, which you know, you, for a company, you need the whole business side, and you need the creative side, and sure. you understanding. I understand the business side, and he understands the creative side, and um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Where we're going? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's challenging to have all that, but it's good when you find people that are on the same wavelength and are passionate about it. You know, because, um, you know, I think at the end of a lot of these things, is passion is usually the thing that gets everybody through it. Because yeah. it's not it's easy. Only- you know, 
it's challenging, but that's good. That's good to hear. It was nice meeting him as well out there in uh, Barcelona, and he seemed really cool. And yeah, I just I f- like again, I feel I apologize because I was just so tired and like ugh, so exhausted. So oh, you were, you were really jet lagged and really pissed off at the the grading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a horrible experience. But that's just you know that's just how it goes. It's just you know yeah. lessons learned, you know, and trust and and. And trial and error and stuff. So, but what was that? It worked out. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, yeah. Of the training, actually. So. Yeah. A, we're, we're talking about the off titles right now for anybody that hasn't got a clue what we're <laughs> Yeah, and what was actually cool is uh, <laughs> we've both done them. So and yeah, and it's yeah. kind of a rare group of people that have that Hector is allowed to do them or just, you know, been that stage of their career to be able to do them. When I got the email, I was like, Oh, I don't even know if I'm even ready for this, you know? And yeah, it's something you don't say no to. That's the whole thing. It's okay. You have to do this thing. It's like, <laughs> you give them like a, a magical sword. Now you have to slay the dragon. And yeah, <laughs> you did it, man. You slayed it. Uh, thanks dude. Yeah. That was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole different experience for you guys. How how was that experience too? I mean, let's talk a little bit about how that came about. How did did Hector contact you, and and how did that experience start? You know, uh, how it started. I think it started with Anya, our uh, one of our producers, executive producers, and she was in contact with Hector. And uh, I I just I was I was at a festival in someone in Portugal and I met Cy Scott and and we really connected and and, and kind of bonded. He's we, a nice guy. Met him too. He's a good guy. He was really drunk when, <laughs> in Barcelona when you met him. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit but, uh, <laughs> lifted. <laughs> uh, but he's you know and he's very 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 talented though and and uh, we just got the idea like the mad idea like let's do something together and I think Anya came up with the idea to to just. Uh, get Hector involved and uh, I think they were already working with the company and we kind of, st- I don't know with who, but we kind of stole, stole it from somebody, I guess. <laughs> like, I damn you. But Hector was really enthusiastic so so we started wor- working on some ideas and, and it had to be about the future and, and I was thinking at the time, like if we're going to do anything about the future, let it be the darkest thing that we yeah, can ever Yeah, you go create. dark with the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've never done a thing like that and that's what always... Uh, compels me i want to do something that i haven't done or seen before or combine stuff that hasn't been combined before so yeah so we just uh, we had sky over for one of our for one of our panic rooms and had a little brainstorm you should session. explain that too to, for people that don't know what that yeah. is should we do that a bit later because otherwise yes we're, we're bouncing off subjects without yeah. even touching them <laughs> yeah we'll explain that later on i'll, I'll put uh, a note to it Okay, cool. I think that's really cool what you guys do. But yeah, so you got Sai and you're hanging out with him. <laughs> you got him over there. Uh, so uh, yeah, we made kind of a list of, of, I think it was like, in the end was uh, 50 ideas on the stuff that, that we find uh, scary, you know, from, from childhood nightmares to stuff that that's really, really dark. And that's that list started kind of like haunting me in the sense that I make just little scripts out of them. <laughs> And uh, little little stories, and it just, they started to live more and more and more. And we had the idea to have these. Um, well, I'm not going to explain the whole thing because that that's going to take really really long. But I was I was also reading a book. Jeez, um, uh, 
You read a lot too, right? Well, I used to read. I, I, now I'm, I'm used to, I'm really reading a lot of shitty scripts. <laughs> yeah, I, you got to try not to do so much of that. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there and they all kind of like, blend together. Oh, fuck. Well, I basically... I'm well, it's walking. called Year Zero, so does that have anything to do with the name? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 the name was given already. Like, Year Zero, it was about, you know, a new beginning. <laughs> and I was reading, I think it was a book, the Arthur C. Clarke book. Yeah, it's wonderful it was books. The, the Class of Civilizations, and I was fascinated by the fact that, you know, the destructive part of, of civilizations... You know how how just a couple of Spanish boats could wipe away a whole whole continent, you know, whole <laughs> South Africa in in a matter of years, I guess, or months. Even. Microscopically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so what I, you know, what my idea was kind of like how is a kind of a more powerful civilization would actually destroy uh, the one that we're in right now. So basically, what we did is uh, have the future uh, land on our doorstep. Um, and basically destroy the world in uh, in about seven days. So it's a very godlike, a very biblical kind of experience. Yeah. But it's also zero. You know, it's it's the, you know, it's, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of symbolism in there, and the networking. There's a lot of cables there, and, and um, you know, if you see the 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 actual physical glitches, it's like computer virus. Uh, forming into the real world and eating away at even even at the viewer's brain there's all this distortion going on there's a lot of symbolism in there and it was because i knew we couldn't get too narrative because you know a good title sequence isn't narrative at all because the narrative is the thing that you know is the that comes next to it which is the festival or normally the that's feature. just it though right it's a complicated uh <laughs> phenomenon actually i wouldn't even consider it, it to be a title sequence to be honest because the title sequence is supposed <laughs> to open you up for a film for me you know yeah. another bigger experience yeah but the speaking okay. engagement it's hard it's hard to really that's i mean uh, not to cut you off that's what changed yeah. for me and my relationship with creating it was that it wasn't about a title sequence but I don't know. Maybe it was. I think it was beyond that. You know, it was more or less uh, an experience to be had. You know, so. But that's. It seems like what you guys were, were aiming for. You know, at least it was like overdrive, though. It was so much it shit was, going on. It was like <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> I want to basically. I wanted to derail the 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 viewers' thoughts basically. So I wanted to to. It to become a, an actual you uh, you know like an urban nightmare, um, and and open the viewer up for this you know basically ended up with with a feeling like what the fuck was that all about? Yeah. yeah, and then having all these kind of like subliminal messages in there, and uh, I mean, but it was you know, at the end of the day, it was just a lot of fun to make, a lot of fun to make with all you know with all the symbolism in there, with all the thinking behind it, uh, as dark as it was. We went out there. Uh, we went to Prague with just two five Ds, and we just shot the hell out of Prague and any, anything. So we, ha I just had this huge list of like little scripts that you know, just search a location, let's do this, and and then just stuff happens to you. You know, if sure. you if you're there for a week, you meet these people, and, and you, you just wander in somebody's home and just say, okay, just make up a scene here, and and which fits the story, which fits kind of like the line that you want to follow. And it was such a because I was so used to you know when you do these really uh, CG heavy kind of productions 
you know that every shot has to be really, you know, in your previous, is, everything is, is kind of locked throughout the whole process. And it was such a liberating process to just go out there and, and feel like you're in art school, you know, again, you know, and just yeah, shoot the hell out of something and be completely free. And that was the, what this experience was about. And it was actually kind of like a finger practice for, for, for the whole Sunday's experience. Sundays, yeah. yeah. Because we had to find out how we could actually produce this big, huge thing uh, on nothing. Uh, and as you know, the whole the, the, the off titles doesn't pay anything. <laughs> Did you get yeah. something for it now? So there, there's nothing. It's, it's just uh, yeah. What you get is the experience and knowing yeah. that you're pushing yourself beyond. Yeah, and and the platform. The platform is great. I mean, that thing actually, you know, not literally paid off, of course, but because it's out there and it's still out there and people are still watching it and. Um, you know, it, it pays off in, 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 in long-term kind of, uh, it's not a short-term kind of thing, but it's, it's also like the branding that, you know, the, the conception that people have as me as a director or Postpanic as a company, making stuff like that just works. And I, I could recommend to anybody to, you know, if you ever get asked to do an off-title or any title festival, as long as you're completely free to do whatever the fuck you want, please do this so. This is what this it's gonna, is. Yeah. It's going to pay back. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It'll transform you. You know, um, your true colors will come out no matter what it is. I think if you're being completely honest, you know. So, and that was a total transformational process. You know, at least for me and Anthony, you know, it was just this whole different experience. And like you were saying, I couldn't relate with that more when when it's just like all the time. Everything is is like you know. Uh, Brad Gmuck and I were talking about it. You know when you're in your yeah. studio and the AC's on and you got all every con every bit of control is right there at your fingertips but when you go out and you're just trying to capture the world with your capturing device the camera whatever and you're just allowing serendipity like to happen you know you have these like spontaneous yeah. moments of just amazing bliss and i think that's probably what Terrence Malick probably lives for because you can feel it in his film it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's about capturing those uh the nuances of the little f the fidelity of life and these little moments and stuff so yeah which is what it, it i get from his films so. it changed me also i mean, the fact that we did the um uh the the, the, the zero titles from then on every project i always leave kind of like a 20 percent margin for for uh, improvisation in there uh, you know as fixed as i am always and I'm, I'm really on details and really really you know kind of control freakish about shots but I always leave this gap open, and, and for the Sundays projects, you know, really leave a big gap open because I was never in Mexico. How can I, you know, I, I, the, the whole Mexico City also speaks to you as a director. Sure. So it's a communication you're going to have with that city, with the location that you're going to find, with the people that you're going to find. Things are going to change in your head, or you know, you you really are a stuck-up director, and and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you must but, allow. I mean, I guess there was this thing I was I was watching on the the director of the Signal. I haven't seen his film yet, but he had this little comment that I thought was interesting. G Monk brought it up. He said that. When you're on set and you're doing the filming process, there's so many things inundating you as a director and just kind of. Yeah. And the, he said he keeps like a little notebook along with him to, to remind him of his principles and what he's supposed to be doing because you can quickly compromise if you're not really aware of your, your initial goal and path, you know, because there'll be like, it's supposed to be raining, but it's not raining. You know, <laughs> and, and are you going to sit there and go, fuck this, I'm not doing this? Or are you going to go, 
well, let's wait for a certain time, get the hoses out and, uh, let's create the mood, you know, like, are you gonna, are you gonna, my want, my mom would always say, you know, um, you know, give me a pea and I'll give you split pea soup. It's a matter of what, doing what you can with, uh, with the little that you have and, and, and being, uh, adventurous in the situations of creating you know and i think that's really i guess that's to me is a strength you know and it's a challenging strength to pull out of you for me at least because i'm a control freak you know yeah if, and if it's not if it's not raining when i need it to be i'm like fuck <laughs> it's supposed to be raining right now you know so i mean i guess to deal with those kind of things you have to dig within yourself and create an next image of yourself, which is a person that's content and, and, and optimistic about, you know, challenges and stuff. So, but the, the, that, that was one thing I was talking a lot about with Gmunk as well is, is the, the art form of, of this, the, the level of, of craft and ability of directing a film or of creating a film at the higher level is just so supreme. It's the king of art forms for me, you know? Well, it combines all the art forms. That's, that's Everything. what I always say. Yeah, I yeah mean, it does. It's why I choose it. Yeah, basically, I've done all the other ones. Yeah, and, and this is the most challenging for you, right? Yeah, way, way. Uh, because I've started out studying industrial design, going into graphic design, going. In, I'm, I basically, I, and I knocked it all down for because I wanted to be a guitar player, basically, and so I, I wanted to go to music school, to kind of like, uh, kind of like GIT in the Netherlands, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I found out because that's the art form that did the most for me because it was always in and now when you play live, it's the best feeling ever. It is the best. Yeah, it's so good. And, uh, but uh, then, you know, I kind of find out because I did the whole preparation for the preparation year and doing all the, the theory, which I was, you know, boring stuff, but you have to do it. And then I just found out that, you know, you got educated for, you know, to play, basically to play in a big band, you know. Uh, and I, that music was way too important for me to, 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 to compromise it like that. So I said, I'm not going to do that. And then... I lost a year. I had to go into the army. That you know, that was still when the, the Dutch government still had the draft. So I lost another year into the army, and then I, I needed to go back to some kind of art school. I didn't even know what. So I just this the, the first thing I I, uh, I kind of uh, subscribed to or inscribed to whatever you call that <coughs> was this uh, media technology kind of thing and that's where I, I, I met you and that, that's where all of this happened. Uh, I wanted to make a point here. What, what the fuck were we talking about earlier on? Um, well, there's lots oh, yeah, of things. The art forms, the art forms yeah. Yes. No, the fact because, you know, I, I, I love graphic design and I love architecture and I love all these things but I, what, I, what I always found was I couldn't say what I wanted to say with it I, I could it with music but then when I when it's when you don't have the music it, it's gone and with film um, for me kind of like a breaking point was uh, when I was watching uh, it was a film called Set Arrivé Près de Chavou I think it's in English it would be uh, uh, Man Bites Dog okay. which was uh, kind of like a, a, a Belgian film <clears throat> and it was, uh, it was you know it's not a masterpiece but I thought it was a great film but it was uh, uh, so polarizing in the audience. So I saw it in the theater, and half the audience was completely in shock and walked out. And the other half was kind of like laughing, kind of provokingly laughing. And, and there was people that were kind of like shouting at the screen. And I was saying, like, what the fuck? Like, this really, you know. Pushing people. This is really 
hitting these people hard and it's hitting me hard. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't do that. Even if I was Picasso, I, I, I've never, and I'm, you know, with films, you, you can educate people. I can cry for, you know, watching a film. Sure. And even if I, I watch the best work of art, like the best Picasso ever made, it doesn't make me cry. I feel stuff, but it doesn't really make me cry. Same with, you know, just static graphic stuff. I, I love the aesthetics of all, but I, you know, I want these, somehow I, I want these direct emotions there. And uh, for me, film was really, really obvious that, you know, that moment was kind of like a breaking point for me where I, I thought, you know, I should just do this. And, and of course, I did it with the tools that I knew then, which was graphic design. So I went into kind of motion design kind of thing, which at the time was kind of more tomato-esque stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and music. You could still do music while making films and so it just combined all these arts that I've, I've kind of touched upon and and kind of now I'm growing into you know more narrative more storytelling and directing stuff so but at, you're completely right for me it's it's the the, the, the finest or the best uh, it's the finest art form that there is I um, urge I urge and encourage anybody that's a fan of films or a fan of art and a fan of creation uh, to, to, to do film to create yeah. film because you'll find that your life will be filled with challenges that you'll never be able to completely like fully fulfill if you're really going for it, you know? And I think that's what life is about is about challenges. It's about pushing yourself. It's about adversity and growing <laughs> and growth and stuff. And I think that's exactly what it's giving me. It's a mirror, you know, like I look at it. It's like a, it's like this black circle that's in your life. And it's powerful, and you can throw every color of yourself into it, but it always remains black, dark, and heavy. <laughs> and it's wonderful, though. It's like it's powerful, you know. And 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 is and there there's a respect that I have for that because it it will constantly for me it constantly reminds me of, of who I am, what I'm trying to do, how I'm trying to get there, and it reminds me that uh, I'm you know that. It just takes a lot of work, you know, a significant amount of work. It's, it takes all the skills you're going to have. And it's also a mature thing. It's it, it's the moment you start to tell stories, you have to have something to tell. And yeah. the moment you start, to have, you know, it's like a writer. You're not, you, you're, you're not a writer when you're 15 years old. You're just not. It, yeah. It, it, it's not age. It's a life. brewing process. Yeah. Same with filmmaking. It's, it really is a brewing process, but it, it takes even more out of you because you have to have all these other sets of skills you can have all the talent in the world but if you cannot communicate with people you know with from producers to agencies to you know the the, the 3d the artist or or you know your own producer if you're trying to make something massive yeah yeah exactly you, yeah. Well, have to, yeah if you have to make something and and it's yeah, and making something that hasn't been made before then <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of that because i i subscribe the idea that everything's made and that that we're just doing replicate replications or adaptations of the no past. i think i don't I, I think it's much more like uh okay all the molecules are there you know all the all the all the building stones are there but you can build something you know it's like lego you can build something out of existing stuff already so by combining different shapes or art forms or whatever or different ideas just by sheer notion of combining them you can create something new sure yeah, which what, 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 but I guess I guess we're saying the same thing, but I'm looking at it differently. I think it, I think of it being new, of course, but it's you're using the same thing, so it's still Legos, right? 
but you're yeah, creating yeah. like a different configuration of Legos totally to yourself, which makes it unique in its own right, but it's still Legos to me, which to me is a, a humbling thing as well because, um, you know, a genius film create, maker like Kubrick and I ha- are still or playing the same Legos, you know? So it's it's just how we configure them. I think that we live in a day and age where it's really significant and powerful, where we can really dig in and create things without as many limitations as there were in in previous. You know, for the for yeah. the people that we at least admire or aspire to be. Um, you know, there's there's so many filmmakers that I really enjoy. <laughs> Like this weekend, um, I watched two films. I watched uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is a fucking yeah. awesome film. I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that all the way through, I think, ever. And I haven't seen it since I was like a little kid. So that was phenomenal because my whole perception of film has completely changed. And then I, wa- I rewatched Adaptation, the Charlie oh. Kaufman film. Have you seen that? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it was really that cool. Is- it's really unique because it was like there was like all this like tongue in cheek thing I thought where there's just like winks at like the audience and then to film creators and writers and then um, there was like you know the Robert McKee was in there like the the you know the the actor was playing him who if you don't know who that is he's he's an yeah. author of like story and all these other things which we'll talk a bit about that but I just thought it was a really interesting film. It was an amazing thing to pull off actually. If if you would have it. I would have run away from it probably, you know, into the camera. But, you know, leave it to Spike Jonze to, uh, uh, to create something utterly cool, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting thing. And it's cool because it, it kind of lives in film really well and it becomes its own thing. And yeah, I was just really surprised by it because I, I think the last time I watched it was like when I was in high school. I wasn't ready for it. So I was I, I enjoyed it for what it was. But I saw the surface level at this time now that I'm watching it. I saw it in a totally different light. And that's another beautiful thing I must say about film that I love, really, at least really good films, is that it gives you a new thing every time. Like I, br- I brought that up as, as Ghost in the Shell. It's why I did the project, because every time I watched it, it gave me something else, something completely oh. new. you know. And, and I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and I think for film in general, and, and I, I completely agree with you, and I couldn't agree with you more, is, is I look at a design, I go, that's awesome. It's really beautiful. If it's really well composed, I say, that's great. And I look at a painting, I say, that's really cool. I like the way that he's the medium. I like the way he's, 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 he's adapting things and, and capturing life and using light and, and shadow. But then when you watch it, a film, it's like, whoa, like it reminds me of a smell of my childhood, you know? And it yeah. like hits you so deep inside your own subconscious and your mind. It's a good film it can really uh, trans transport you. You know, if it's done well, right. I mean, I think it's it's also a lot of responsibility for for a director or for a filmmaker that you have that kind of impact power. Sure. You can play with emotions. You can have people feel a certain way if you want to. Sure. So you know you have to master those skills, and I don't even know if I can master them. You know, <laughs> I don't think I think um, I don't think anybody. Well, I think what you're talking about is a god level, you know, like being you know a life creator, and because, um, you know, I mean, you're a dad. You understand how it is when you yes. create, you bring life into this world. It's almost like you bring it into this world in, a, in an effortless manner, and it becomes itself. Film is 
is almost on that same level but at the same time when you're trying to i guess that's a good way to look at it you know like we're both dads we have kids around the same age we kind of understand the dynamics of how this works if you sit there and you try to control your kid you're gonna have a bad relationship but if you if you control them 50 percent of the time and then 50 percent of the time you let them be themselves and and, and identify with who they are and, and what they want in this life it's almost the same thing with film it's like you control it, but you also allow it to be what it is, you know, and, and, and that relationship, it's a very interesting relationship, though, in the art, the art of creation of film in, in general is a very interesting thing. My obsession for it has just gotten bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's out of control. I imagine you probably were on the same length. How, how did you get, another thing I'm interested in is, how, how did you get into writing? Because that's a, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Did you did you do some schooling on it? Did you read a lot of books? Did you just jump in and not care about that kind of stuff? I mean, what's your process with that? No, I, I was always fascinated with books, I guess. Uh, what are some of your favorites? I don't know anymore. I mean, they're really, really... Um, how dare you? <laughs> I'm just talking like old school sci-fi. That's how I kind of, kind of, you know, spend my, not my teenage years, like my letter teenage years, I guess. Like, sure. Arthur C. Clarke, just come, you know, it's such a relative, relative, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, call it escapism or something, <laughs> escapism, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. the notion that there's something huge out there or bigger or ideas that are that are bigger than, you know, the, the stuff that we're confronted with on a day-to-day basis. So Arthur is wonderful really, with that, and he's so good yeah, at, at explaining it to the layman, too. Yeah, it really, really appealed to me as, as uh, at that age, and, and um but to start writing, I never, I, I, I never, I was a writer. Also, I, I, I have collection books where, where I just drop ideas that chaotic. When people see it, it's they, they, they love. But you know, but I, I started with loads of notes and little drawings, and then, um, you know, have you know whatever plays in my head. Uh, then I, I just started writing, but I, I'm not the, you know, I'm not like, I'm not Shakespeare. <laughs> I can't write beautifully or because, you know, I'm, uh, and, and, you know, English is not my native tongue also, but I have yeah. to write some, I have to write in English, but I have to communicate with other screenwriters and with people that, you know, work, uh, work at the studio. <laughs> but I, I, I love doing it. Uh, for some reason, I, I just, just can't stop myself. And, but, and I, I, I know I'm not a writer. I, I know I'm I'm not, but I'm, I'm doing it's like a muscle, anyway. you know. You just exercise it, you know. Oh, and I, I just put some, you know. I have these I have these soundtracks for writing on when I need a certain scene or a certain ending. Sure. Have, I just put, you know, I found this piece of music, and then I just put on the headphones, and the, just the thing is like an epiphany a lot of the time. It just happens, and um, that's what makes it also unique. So it, it also could, it, it could only come from from me as a person because I think that way. Uh, it's, you know, it's a very um, opening or very creative process for me. Although I have to also say I haven't write, I've written for a while. That's something I used to do when I was uh, when I didn't have uh, kids, and then you have the time to go. You know, do do the you know the whole all nighter kind of thing. <laughs> Don't get you know no no phone calls, no like, nobody's going to email you, and I I could just lock myself in in the attic and, and just you know keep on writing, 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 and and then come up with a 
weirdest uh, and, and some great ideas actually I, I got from that period but uh, nowadays I, I just have to read a lot from other writers which is kind of frustrating yeah because it's, yeah. Not, it's not all that good I was under the impression that whatever happens in Hollywood it was like that's amazing that should be but all the scripts I'm, I'm you know I think 90% of the scripts I'm reading are films that I've kind of seen before you know yeah. they're all kind of like you know same genre same thing that they do you know. that because it's a safe bet though <laughs> Yeah. yeah, why? I mean, well, it's a high geez. risk. It's a high risk. You know, millions of dollars. It's a high risk. Nobody wants yeah. to lose uh, millions of dollars. They have mansions and shit to 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 take care of, and you know, it's an interesting business. It really is. I, I'm excited yeah, for this the Kickstarter same time, era. When I was, they were really, really looking for new, fresh ideas. They were every time they were saying, you know, it's. And I found, I I, I found that. I mean, we had such a good time talking to a lot of people there. Just because of the fact that it's you know it's it's a not out there kind of thing, it's something that new that happens that landed lands on their left. Because I do actually think it's the same script like circling the circuit over and over again, um, just with a you know different title, different names different, of the characters uh, and stuff, yeah. different location, whatever. But um, no, it's um, time is short. I have a hard time. If I I I I'll give it I'll give it twenty percent of my time, and if I'm not digging it, I'm out. You know, uh, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, I'm not even, I always think the last space is going to be the best one. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be like, it's <laughs> good. You know? oh, oh. <laughs> you're, you're better than me. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I get worried that I'm wasting time. And, and I go back to a lot of people complain that, you know, those new films are so blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, just go watch the older films because the older films, like I just, like I said, I went and watched, I spent time, I spent three hours watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It was time well spent because that film is so freaking good. It's so well put together and so well composed and the story is so much fun. And it never leaves you hanging and always pulls you along well. And it's just like, man, I, I would rather do that than watch a newer film that just leaves me feeling de- upset you know yeah. or depressed. I, think it's, I, don't, I don't watch any films at all. No? <laughs> yeah? None no. at all? Not anymore? I can't. Well, I, I'd love to, but I, you know, there, there's time. I, there's yeah. just time issues. Like, I'd love to go to the theater, but then, you know, it's. I there's, think that's but also there's really important part that too. I really want to see, and um, that that's also it. and and the fact that I I don't really get inspired by by a lot of film. I get inspired by by pictures or illustrations or something that's like a momentum. Uh, that's what I love. Yeah, Del Toro is the same. I think he's kind of the. He has a book that he just released. Um, it's like his. Let me look it up. Have you heard of his book? That it's like all his drawings and stuff. No. Yeah. Because he kind of um, kind of have similar style, I think, of how you guys approach things. Okay. So, um, what's a what's a recent film that you've seen that you enjoyed? Good one. Jesus fuck. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I haven't heard that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um. fuck. Recent film. Guillermo's uh, book what, what is. Uh, it's a Dutch film, actually. The uh, uh, Borgman. I think it's actually Borgman, also in in, in America. Yeah. I think it's out now. It's, Borgman. It's, yeah, Borgman is B O R G M A N. Okay. I think it is. Yeah, Borgman. I haven't seen it. Am I just talking out of my 
<laughs> the the book if you're listening the book uh that i'm talking about is guillermo de toro's cabinet of curiosities my notebooks collections and other obsessions we'll probably have a link in, in the podcast too if you're interested in it i'm gonna i haven't gotten it yet it's in my queue buying stuff but if you check it out it's pretty cool i'll send you a link to it because it's he's got like this really um kind of similar approach to what you're saying um with just building off imagery we all create differently you know and that's what makes us all unique with what we're creating and his his style is kind of similar to what you're talking about which i thought was interesting so and you're talking about music and um with sundays you like managed to link up with ben lucas boyson who's i i found his music through the sundays experience and, and man that guy's ability to create sonic sounds and emotions is fucking phenomenal that yes, guy has some oh my god like flooring <laughs> just amazing so good job on that because that guy is, is creates some really phenomenal sounds you know i'd love to get him on the podcast someday, someday as well yeah he should man he's he is amazing i mean the, the, what he's doing with you know he, he can make me cry with just you know, free <laughs> he, 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 yeah he's a magician like that huh he's it's, such a minimalist um, I, and although you know he does other work like the hack work he does is is you know, is, is something else I'm, I'm much more a fan of his like filmic uh, uh, you know uh, the stuff he, he brings out with Same. you know Ben Boysen and um, the, the minimalistic approach of you know it's it's what he not what he not but he not plays, I guess. Yeah, what well, he not, doesn't put in there. It's space in between yes. that that gets me all the fucking time, and it's it's so deep, and it it's it translates so well. The visuals that we make. Um, oh, no, perfect I, marriage. He's that's he's my bromance. <laughs> <laughs> is he out there with you guys? Where is he in London? No, no, he's in, he's in Berlin. He's in Berlin. But, okay, yeah, but he's uh, he, he's uh, he was I think a month two months ago he was in Amsterdam and he we hang out and and talk music a lot and so I, I see him every once in a while and I, I talk to him a lot also. Yeah, he's wonderful music, wonderful stuff. It really, I mean, I mean that's half, that's half, if not more, of a film than anything. You know, it's like uh, I'm a big funny fan of Johnny Johnny Greenwood, and he's he's done a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson soundtracks, and it's yeah. just so it's so unique and special. You know, I don't know, music. Well, is that's, such an, that's the beauty of of being able to combine these two art forms. Is yeah. uh, it, it's not it's one plus one makes five i guess with like a million yeah <laughs> yeah just get the this amazing experience of, you know, music and film is is uh it's pretty tremendous it's it's powerful yeah, yeah. It, it is indeed man so with all your with all your goals and the plans and the kickstarters worked out and you you guys are aiming to release uh sundays later on this year or yeah the, so, the, the idea is uh yeah, well, we well we did the whole uh, we did the ho we went to Hollywood and and basically uh, presented the project and we a lot of feedback, a lot of interest, and <laughs> the idea was um, that we want to finish off the uh, we call it the prologue, so it's, it's a short story with the same elements of the feature film. So it's the, the whole world creation is there. It's just a different story, and then um, we also you know we're going to finish off the the feature script. So we'll be we're going to go back to LA uh, in three months' time, and we'll you know, we'll have the finished package, I guess. So we have the finished film and the finished script. So uh, nobody can 
fuck with it too much, I guess. So, <laughs> and then we'll see, you know, who's uh, who's got the the biggest balls out there. <laughs> yeah, that wants to back it because yeah, if you're yeah. like you said in your Kickstarter that this is more of an intellectual sci-fi, which is based. It on, is. Yeah. There's no like you know guns or I, mean, I guess it's, there's i suppose there probably is maybe weapons or something like that but it's not the typical no, no <laughs> it's kind of like i guess uh, like have you seen solaris um yeah, yeah, yeah not the oldest one but the, the the george clooney one have you seen that yeah i've seen that too yeah it's one of my favorite sci-fi is because of that um, reason it's got a restraint to it um and it's like you said with ben's music the it's the in-betweens the lack of 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 overdoing it that really speaks to me um and it was funny i was listening to the commentary with james cameron because he's an executive producer on that film and so him and the director which i think is soderbergh yeah um they discuss it and there's this funny moment where james is like there's your action scene and it's just like george climbing down a ladder you know (laughs) but you know if you compare directors it's like for for um james cameron he would be like fucking lasers and guns and dudes with tattoos and stuff in it and it totally works because that's his own thing but it's just different ways of telling you know and that that's for me is really the interesting part you know and and uh cliff martinez's score for that was just phenomenal to to bounce around back to what you're talking about is what you guys are doing it kind of reminds me of of what neil bloomkamp did with his district nine thing where he created that kind of viral video that he created on his own yeah. time and effort, which is a uh, exactly. he was he was actually the first one to to do this new sort of new way of production, I guess. Yeah, it was a long it's time ago. Not, he did it too. Yeah, I mean, it's just the smartest thing. And, uh, I, I I still I'm kind of flabbergasted the way he's still kind of the only one doing it like that. Yeah, there's no way to do it. Yeah, we're trying it. We're trying it, you know, through the people making this thing and, and then, you know, get awareness and, and take it as far as we can by actually making like a 50-minute kind of feature-esque thing, write the whole script, um, and then only then have, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, distribution and then, you know, the whole Hollywood network come in. Uh, the fact that it's... Um, yeah, that, 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 I, I thought it would, it would be moving much quicker. I think the first time... It's a lot we, of work. <laughs> People say yeah. they want it, but they don't understand how much work it fucking takes. That, 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 That's that, why it is. You know, Not everybody that, has the balls to go out there and that. do it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's complete abandon and it's complete dedication and passion. That's really what it is. And not everybody has it. You know, not everybody can yeah. put themselves into that situation because it's it's fucking difficult. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah. but if it's your goal to be to to make movies, I guess, and sure. make, to make movies you want to make, you have to be you have to have that stamina, you have to have that passion, you have to be able to you know really fight for it and make the choices you have to make to to kind of get there. And I'm, I'm trying to make those, and I'm, you know we're we're, get, we're far in the game, but we're not there yet. We have to still make the the actual feature, of course, but um, no, it's it's a uh, it's a waiting game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what and that's another thing I was going to lead me to. And and then what then? Once you get to this, you know, that's always the interesting thing and the funny thing that I find myself saying as an artist, as a creator, I always go, and I, my wife gets tired of hearing it, like, oh, it'll be easier then, you know, or like, don't worry, I'll relax then. But it's never that. It's always something, you know. And so, no, I mean, we have big plans. I mean, we have we've always set the bar 
way fucking high and this time it's it's higher than ever and and it's good because you always you know we're always walking upwards i guess yeah uh, so the whole idea is is so we just started off uh post-panic pictures and what we want to accomplish with post-panic pictures is first of all have sundays produce actual sundays uh, apart from that we we see that there's so much talent out there directional you know directors that hollywood cannot even conceive of i guess yeah or you know they don't see them or, you know, because it's, it's a new way of filmmaking. There's a whole new generation of directors working right now, making really, really good stuff. But, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have the connection in Hollywood right now. We have, you know, good uh, collaboration with some uh, production companies. We get scripts sent and sometimes the scripts are good. And we can actually say, okay, let's let's combine a good story with the, with the great director that we think is really really good, and let's try to produce it. Sure. And let's do it sure. the way that we are used to do produce. You know, these you know these treatments. We're coming from a commercial backgrounds. So we know how to pitch stories. We know how to. Because when I was in Hollywood, I saw some like you know Hollywood like Oscar film pitches. Oh, okay. They really really suck. I mean, that was just a guy. <laughs> you have to be a dick, yeah. But yeah, I've seen them too. Yeah, man, this is the guy <laughs> with the printer and, you know, and an hour on Google pictures, I guess. Yeah. And that's how they present their films. So imagine what we can do with with the good director, with the good stories, and with, you know, little, much little uh, uh, less money than they are used to uh, uh, used to be spending uh, these, you know, especially on post. Um yeah, I mean, as long as everybody's you know getting paid and everybody is is on the same page and and it's it's fair and right, it doesn't need to be this out cr- crazy outrageous you know cost. It is for things, so unfair. You know? it, it yeah. is like I mean, we've all seen the what's the documentary that they had read me use when the um, Life After Pi one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, it is hard, it's hard. <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think of that stuff? Well, I, th- I think it's it's disgusting the, the the way that Hollywood treats their, especially a film like that. And I can I cannot understand a director like Ang Lee is is not setting foot in that office even even once, as far as you know, as far as I saw the documentary, there was no connection between director and and all the three D artists. I, Which is really I mean, weird because that's such a I, heavy film. It's such a 3D happy film. Yeah, and it's, I, that's I love being on the floor with with our 3D artists. And we have some of the best people in in the business, and I, yeah. I love working with them and bouncing ideas. And I I really don't get it, and that's why these films become hugely expensive because they finish off all the shots, and then a director treats them or a producer treats them like they're shot material, yeah. and they end up on the you know the edit floor and. That's that's inconceivable for me as a person. It's inconceivable. It's, I also thought the whole thing was a bit naive from yeah. you know to business actually standpoint. from a business standpoint that would not happen to to us. I mean, you have to be a bit smarter than 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 what those guys were, I guess, to to go to have these deals. And I know, I mean, it, it was just. It's uh, like, yeah, you're underselling so bad that you just, you, you fuck yourself, yeah, but, you know? And let's all do it. And I, so they were so dependent on each other and it's, I don't know, it's, it was just, uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not, it's not a fun watch actually. So um, no, it's, it, but, but at know, the same time, it's important to watch it. it. It's part of the business. It's part of understanding what not to do, you know, the lessons of not, what not to do and directors not to work for, you know, that's, and, that's the whole, that's the issue. Yeah. Let's really, let's not go on making the same mistakes. And yes. I think really that, that, you know, we can, of course, sometimes you, you really have to, you know, offer yourselves up and we do it the same. I mean, basically sure. we well, off titles, you know, 
obviously everything, the whole Sundays thing, it's costing us loads of money to make, of course. But, you know, while making this, we should be making fucking huge commercials and, and earning loads of, loads of money. But we, we choose to not do that. We choose to invest into the future and we choose to invest into like uh, an idea that Postmanic Pictures is, an idea that Sundays is. And yeah. with the conviction that it's, it's going to be there, we are going to make Sundays no matter what. It is going to happen. So um, um, it, it's you know it's 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 how we always I think did our business you know have that long term thinking in there and have that reason there at the end and at the end there is no end because once you've made Sundays you want to make another film you know My I only have, I'm playing <laughs> I'm playing with with other concepts right sure. now at the same time which I don't even want to talk about <laughs> but, <laughs> tell <you> know, me <laughs> life's yeah. too short actually it is life is too short. <laughs> That's, but that's a good feeling that you feel that um, you're 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 in a hurry, but you're also really really uh, you know uh, into perfection and you want this thing to be perfect and or at least close to perfection and <laughs> appreciating the moment as well. Yeah, it's challenging, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's it's a life worth living for, you know. Um, yeah, it's an obsession that will keep you busy your entire life. Like I was saying, it is the it's the thing if you really if you I think. Um, freaking kevin spacey had that really amazing talk where he talked about total abandon you know and for me the what i took from it was many things but what it was for me was like commit yourself you know completely to this you know like be committed i have um looking at it right now is uh stanley kubrick was developing a, a movie um that he, where he was gonna try and capture the life of napoleon dynamite napoleon, yeah. dynamo, napoleon bonaparte it's napoleon <laughs> And uh, there's this really big book. Do you have that book? Where you, I have, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have it on loan from a, a very good friend of mine. He, he <laughs> it's out to me and it's, it's huge. And I, you know, <laughs> touching his it's comically huge, but it's very Kubrick huge. You know, the whole costume department alone was like it's ridiculous, but it's beautiful. And <laughs> you know, I, it's the one Kubrick. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Kubrick. It's, it's the one. You know, I don't idolize anyone, but he is really. Yeah, he's the Nobody? only one. You don't I, idolize any filmmakers? No, I, idolizing is, is a stupid thing. But yeah. for me, Kubrick becomes is kind of next to religion. So, you know, if you idolize, if you have to idolize someone, it's going to be Kubrick. I, you know, <laughs> he's, uh, so, I, I, so explain that a little bit more because I'm curious what you mean by idolization and stuff of people and things. Because uh, that's interesting to me. Oh, idolization. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's, it has a bad connection. I get idolizing, you know, I, I, to me, it, it you, you try to be yourself and be inspired by people. So you, you know, but don't idolize people because that's kind of useless. And I agree because I catch myself falling into that because some of these guys, like I look at them as being, they 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 design their lives to take change and risk, and 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 it paid off for them. And then they created this whole like universe of their own, where like I guess I look at them as being like a star, and they accumulate other planets and they become a solar system of their own life you know and fans and people that admire them are you know the circling planets around their environment but if you can really grow and change out of your thing you can push that away from that gravity and realize it's just what it is in existence you know and i think that's a level of maturity that you're talking about where idolization for you is isn't isn't a healthy thing which is what you're saying right yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Not in so many poetically, beautifully uh, planetary, <laughs> cosmic words, but uh, uh, 
No, idolization is it is a silly word, and, and you shouldn't be doing it. You should be inspired. That's that's the only thing you should be. You know, you should be inspired by by greatness, and uh, but don't idolize. Um, but it, again, if you have to idolize somebody, it will be Stanley. Yeah. Well, and what is it that about Stanley besides his films that attracts you as his, a creative? Uh, well, his 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 hundred percent. Um, gung-ho attitude to, towards filmmaking he's uh completely you know the way he tackles research for instance it, it takes years for him to to have a film work um you know i, I sometimes I, I i find it really a pity that he you know he's 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 only he's only dead yeah he, he's born like a generation later he I, I feel so privileged that i have the the option that i have the internet around me to do all a lot of research for me. Here's this guy that that actually I remember this. I, I use this a lot as a, as an example for um, uh, for research. Here's a guy that that needed. Um, I think it was an um, eyes wide shot where there's a there's a shot where the uh, you see the mansion and you see a camera move. There's a car driving through a gate. And yeah, I know that shot. The back of the mansion, and and he needs a he needs he needs a gate. So, but what he did, I think, what he did is he paid like a photographer to go out into the country in England, and photographer like took months, maybe even a year to to shoot photographs, photos of, of gates, and then he come he came back like months later and looked at all the pictures and uh, go out again and go to Scotland, whatever, and again <laughs> you know, months and months and months. So he you know just for a fucking gate. Imagine what he. You know how his mind is working on the the acting and the actor on you know the fucking mansion in the background or the actual story. Yeah. This preparation is flawless, and because it's so flawless, it's it is so so good. Yeah, but he doesn't have nearly as many films as most people. I think that killed him. But at the same time, that's why he. Yeah, that's the, the way he worked, if though. He, if he, if he would have lived now, he would have made ten times more films. Because yeah. I don't think it's an obvious choice for him to let, let's just take a long time because I'm a lazy fuck. No, no, no. He, well, it's his obsession, was, though. He was obsessed, but yeah. you know, it, 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 internet is is a great tool when you're obsessed. I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with Mexico City. I was like Google driving Maps. every Google Maps thing. I was driving <laughs> around for like two years in Google Maps in Mexico City. Yeah. I knew the whole fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was. It was bizarre, and people like really said, "You, you really, really are crazy." You know, I'm not. I, I because of that, we we every location we shot, I, I picked it, not yep. the location scout. And That's how we did with the the offsite title sequence. Anthony and I Google mapped every location. It is <laughs> fucking amazing because you can you know when the sun goes <laughs> up, you can scout goes down, when. <laughs> It's it's it is the the best, and it's just one example for you know the, the amount of information you can just get for free on the internet yourself. Yeah. Oh, if you're resourceful, you can make a an, an amazing career. I have yeah. a couple of friends that I'm like, dude, without Google, you wouldn't have a career. You just ha you're good at using Google. <laughs> you know. That's it is. It's interesting, and if you have any kind of, uh, that's one thing I always it drives me nuts and up the walls, and the people like on board or I'm uninspired. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You have the internet. Like, if you're uninspired right now, like you are really doing it wrong. You need to go and and and, and either go that's on the computer it. or go outside. You know. We, we remember we, we when we started out, we had, we really had to go to the bookstore. 
Yeah, or libraries. You have to go to the bookstore and, and buy magazines with your money that you haven't earned yet. And, you know, so it, it really, really hurt. And then you, you made these mood boards and made these and come up with ideas. Now, like every start of the day, you, you go to your websites and, and I just want to be inspired. Just give the shit to me, Internet. I was, you know, I I'm, I'm <laughs> love looking at like pictures and little scribbly things. And as long as it's not films, I never watch you know, actual moving stuff on the internet anymore or, or motion design things. Although I, I think they're really interesting, but they're, they're finished project, finished products. I love watching it like an illustration or a photograph because Process. there's always a, well, there's a pre and a post. There is always what made, what's the story before this photograph got taken? What's the story behind it? You know, then my mind gets racing and sometimes it's just little snippets of ideas, the way a light falls or the way, this little logo is is composed, you know, and and they don't they don't connect yet. But you know, if you look at my desktop, it's like full of shit like that. And I have really every once in a while, I just make these huge folders and and curate. You know, I have this whole museum that's kind of like stuff that I have a, a connection with or or sparks somehow with me. And I love just scrolling through that museum. Um, and then the crazy thing is, the I, so I don't really go to museums anymore because we don't have to. And I used I don't to know, though. It's, it's something else to really see it, though, man. It's something else to I really know, see, I, experience it. It's no, a I mean, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I go to museums, but but for the experience. Sure. But for the for the for these little like little sparks to to happen, I, I can do with pictures. I can do with with all these things and. The, the funny thing, I, I, you, how you used to, you, you used to go to bookstores and you used to go to actual museums, but you know, it takes time. It takes, it takes time. It takes but there's money. an investment of that. I think there's something beautiful about that investment. Um, there's some, there's some guys I've read and I've found out that I thought was pretty interesting. And I heard that, like Christopher Nolan doesn't have an email or, a, or have a cell phone. I thought that was really interesting from the sources I found. And then like really Scott hates technology, and like the, the thing I think that. It, what I might be saying here, which I think is totally contract contrary to what you're saying, is that when I was younger and I'd have to go to the library, it was it was like a day event kind of thing, you know, and I'd go and then I'd be there and then I'd have to deal with all that stuff. But then the book that I finally found, there was like a there was a there's an enormous value to finding that gem out of the hundred books or whatever. And and so there's there's this whole exchange of energy, basically, what I'm saying. And, and so wh what happens now is with the internet is so instant. And there's this like instant gratification where it, it comes and then it goes and it comes and it goes and it comes and goes. But there's it's a way you, you perceive it, obviously. We're coming from a generation that was pre-internet. So it's a whole different... The, the When the internet became itself, the shift of society as itself and, and, and the human consciousness basically changed, I think, into what it is now, which is like instantaneous stuff you know instant gratification and right now it's almost like people are binging where it's unhealthy i think where it's like people are obsessed with like likes you know and i was oh, yeah, but that's a completely different thing that's kind of networking i'm not into I'm, i don't have a facebook or any social networking thing going on totally and uh, not, but, i'm not I mean, connecting that me, but it's, it's just really ideal for, for research purposes not even for art appreciation stuff because i completely agree you go out to museums go out you know talk to people about blah 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 but <laughs> as a research tool, it, it, it is the best thing that ever happened. It's, totally. It's, it's been revolutionary for me as a director. It's the same as, as, as the 5D has been revolutionary. 
uh, because now anyone, you know, and the same as like any laptop or, or After Effects or anything, all these technologies that, that have, that people connect to this, these days have been pretty revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, well, not get the ideas out of your head, you know, into, into the next space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But not to say that there's so many great films and so many, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shit being made also, but it's the same as the tools have become much um, uh, affordable and easier to work with, I guess. So I always compare it with, you know, um, just a piece of paper or, or a piece of cloth and, a, and, and some paint. Anybody can paint because it doesn't cost any money at all. I think, you know, $5, you, you, can, you can make a painting. But there's only a handful of real, you know, painters that people want to, you know, really, really pay, pay money for. Sure. Or uh, in the end, you know, in 100 years' time are going to be remembered like, oh, these were great painters. There's a handful out of everybody in the whole world can do this. So it's, it is still just a tool, nothing more than that. It's still whatever comes, whatever's in your head, translate that to the medium you're working with, be it painting, be it filmmaking. Uh, it's it's just the fact that it's become a lot easier now. Yeah, it's fucking you know, nuts, man. I've been really thinking heavily psychologically about like that and art and the way I draw and why I draw the way I draw and and films and why I like those kind of films. It's almost yeah. like, do you ever feel like you get yourself like dizzy into a spell? You know, like oh, you think about it too much, or is that maybe just me? <laughs> or I just like I I think about it like when I was watching um, adaptation, I was relating myself a lot with the Charlie Kaufman version, yeah. not his brother Donald, because there's like depends on what day I wake up, you know. But the Charlie Kaufman, where it's just like constantly analyzing, critiquing, like self-aware but unaware, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen to you? You seem like you're so well composed and just really enjoying the ride. Do you have moments like that? I'm trying to. Huh? I'm trying to enjoy the ride. Yeah, well, that's been a really big thing from a lot of listeners that are that listen to and subscribe to the podcast is that they're aware of their own personal insecurities and and, and pitfalls and and issues that they have with you know personal growth and blah blah blah, and they they're always very curious as to like how a, a working professional like yourself or myself deals with those kind of adversities. You know, like with you know. Um, you know, artistic block necessarily. That's like one of the, like the cliche th- words, uh, phrases to use. How do you deal with that? You know, like you said that you're obsessed with the internet. It probably gives you a good feed. Oh, every not day. at all. I, I, no, I'm obsessed with the research. Research, tool. the information. Sorry. I mean, I, further on, I don't use the internet at all, I have to say. So I don't do any social networking at all. Um, I am pretty much a, 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 a digiphobe or whatever you would call it. I'm still very old school i have the sketchbook that's that's my main tool and um i you know i love every once in a while there's new technology there which i can kind of get uh because it also has a pen so the the little wacom things i was like last on board i guess for everybody <laughs> yeah at those things and i yeah i couldn't deal with that because you know i'm just this old dude you know oh shush i'm pretty whatever but so i'm um but your question was something else. Uh, was Dealing with artistic um, block. Block, yeah. yes. I really don't, but you know, uh, I, I never, I, I, I remember that, I think it's just experience or, or 
I don't know. I, I never have that feeling because I, I just overflow with ideas at all times. Like you could wake me up in the middle of the night and I just spew out ideas. And I used to have a time where, where I, I have my sketchbook like underneath my cushion or like right next to the bed because I just woke up like every night and just I had to write these things down. Yeah. And I was never dry, dried out in creativity or in, or in ideas. You know, it's always like I always have too little time to actually, you know, work out the ideas. So there's so many ideas in the sketchbooks and that, you know, I have to pick them yeah. to actually, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to make? And so I, I, I don't know how that, how that, if that's kind of, if that's trained or not or, um, and I never felt really insecure about it because I always felt that, you know, I think in the beginning how we started out that we really believed in the fact that we wanted to make uh, something good or something unique or something different. So we, what we didn't do is, is, is do lots of commercial assignments. Uh, we, we just started out making our own stuff. And sometimes we did like a little music video in between. Um, but we, we got asked to do a lot of stuff, but then, you know, it was just really silly, silly stuff and silly stuff could still take, you know, four or five months to make. And after those four or five months, you could, you know, have a portfolio with just silly stuff, you know, and other silly stuff added to the silly stuff we've made before that. That's what we didn't want to do. So we always really consciously did only the stuff that we really, really wanted to do uh, and not earning any money or too much money. I mean, I think the first seven years of post-panic, we, we went broke for like three times and, and there were months that, that, you know, there's no money there. Uh, now what? <laughs> um, so How do you deal with been, that? I mean, that's got to be really challenging yeah, that's, too. That's the whole thing. Uh, the, just keep going. Uh, just keep going and, and trust swimming. yourself that, that in, in the end, it'll be good. Yeah. But you have to work really, really hard and make yourself unique and the only thing you can make yourself unique is, is making free work, make own initiated work because that's where you know where where it becomes that's um, your true self that's that's where the heart is i guess and i still i'm, I'm a very you know believer in that that still if you google post-panic right now probably the first 30 pages you will find on post-panic will 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 be filled with the free stuff that we've made. So it's all about Sundays and Postman and even Year Zero. That's stuff I consider as, as free work, as you know, because you don't get paid for that. That's something to <laughs> yeah. go into. Yeah. Choosing something I want to make, that's something that, that is me. It's very much me because nobody's there to, you know, steer me this way or that way. Uh, so I, I think that's, and so that's always been the process to how, how we – dealt with projects and, and then at some point in time your reel becomes a bit more valuable it becomes a bit better and then it becomes good and at some point people will notice and and I think for us it was the first actual client that came in was Nike and then for Nike I think I made about 21 football films alone let alone you know so and so we had a real good relationship and you can then build with a client your own you know keeping your own style because that's how you know how they discovered you there's always brands that you can connect with, be it MTV or be it, I don't know, Google. You know, there's always stuff that you can do and still be yourself, I guess. Sure. And, well, that becomes the relationship, a whole different relationship where you become mature and they start to trust you. And that becomes like yeah. a symbiotic kind of like understanding, but I you guess. you also have to trust yourself. I mean, the moment that you can still, in a commercial environment, even be yourself and have your own ideas, then, then you trust yourself. 
Yeah. So there was never the uh, the notion of oh I can you know I don't have any ideas anymore or there's a block there because I, I always in uh, was in the comfort zone not because uh, we we made our work easy but because I really wanted to do this I really wanted to make something that you know is going to be out there or is going to be uh, I have now done this before let's let's fix these problems I always saw the the challenge in in doing something that's you know maybe would scare off. Other people, I guess. It's untamed, ter- unclaimed territory, though. That's what I look at it as being, you know. Yeah. Why not, you know? And if just because somebody didn't make it, why can't we, you know? It's the same thing for me. It's, it's like it's yeah, so no. much more fun because you have to you have to walk on your toe. You have to really, really, really pull everything out of there to actually get to even close to where you want to end up being. I guess so. And and you're always um, uh, focused. Let's put it that way. I don't know what the right word is for that, but yeah, you're always focused on, on and you have to communicate with other people to, to actually get there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and doing projects like that, it just makes you a, a better person, a better director, a better, and then the next time, and that's what we always, always, always did was actually trying to have every project be the best project that you've ever made. You know, in your head, be as naive as that. That's not even naive, but you can no, be as naive yeah. as this, this project is going to change the world forever. You know, this is going to save the world. <laughs> Just think it. It's good. I mean, uh, well, it's yeah. manifestation, right? You know, if you're thinking like that and you're really pushing yourself towards it, then it, then yeah. it'd be, it like it's self fulfilling prophecy. I think is what you like. That's what I look at it as being. You know, it's good to have that. You must stay optimistic, and you must think that. I remember at the end of off, and we were all together. At the end, it was like we all looked at each other honestly, and it was like this is our best work because it's us. You know, it's like it's exactly us, and we couldn't have created it by ourselves. We needed one another to create this experience. You know, and that's it. You know, and 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 enjoying that moment. You know. But um, it's getting late for you, so I know it's uh, we got to probably wrap this up pretty soon. So you're not staying up too late. It's just amazing that we're able to do this in general. So, which is all part of what you're saying, the research section. You know, I created the podcast not only for everybody else to learn, but for myself as well because I'm just incredibly curious about how people do what they do. You know, that's to me is fascinating. We're all the same, like you said, the Legos. We're all the same Legos, but we all come up with different configurations, you know. Is it, you have like, I mean, because it, it's been it, the same. Um, the thing you're telling me right now, you're doing this also for yourself. It's why we did the whole Panic Room thing, because I, I just wanted to get in touch with my inspiration, my heroes, basically. Sure. And find out what, what makes them tick and what inspires them. So it's it's basically it, it's the same idea, but. Um, different uh what do you call it different uh approach yeah but yeah it's more in the physical sense what what um for those of you that are listening that don't know what he's mentioning it's it's a from what i understand is is you have some of your favorite artists come to post panic in amsterdam right and then um just kind of have like a like a conversation right like into the whole studio yeah, I mean, well, basically, we built a studio around these kinds of happenings, in or- and you know, it's it's just uh, good food, good music, and then we invite normally like three artists over from around the world, and they're always you know people that I've been wanting to talk to for ages. So we've had like we've had Shinola, Men vs Machine, Radical Friend, Andrew Thomas Swan, Andrew Duffy, Aaron Duffy, um, Plex, 
like Scott Devine, we had UVA, Lucy McRae, heck, we also had, like, it could be anything from, like, a composer to a director or a photographer or an illust illustration uh, illustrator or even a fashion designer we had. So, uh, so as long cool. as they're really, really inspiring and, you know, you're going to you're gonna have to get over that. <laughs> I would love to. It's You're too kind to put me even in that same arena with those guys. Yeah, I'd love to. It's it's been challenging because you know, as the family and stuff. If I'm no. gone for too long, I miss too much. So I got to be really cautious about traveling. But I, w I would love to. I've first, I've always loved. I've always wanted to go to Amsterdam, um, and uh, and then I also want to be able to see everybody and meet everybody. So if if you if you if you're patient with me, I'll definitely be coming out soon. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's really really cool. We also so we do them like twice a year in Amsterdam in our own office, and we also do them outside, you know, abroad. We did one in Mexico City. We were supposed to do one in Melbourne, but I had some back issues with my back. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't fly over there, but we're going to do one in Warsaw uh, pretty soon. Um, but they're, they're all about, you know, it's, it's artists not showing off their work it, because that's the stuff you can see on the internet. It's the stuff that I, you don't see on the internet that, that is interesting. You know, what actually, what kind of music did you listen to when you were a kid? What made you do this? What inspires you really? You know, what kind of pictures are you looking at? And, and so it's, it's those like little secrets that, that artists are, are, are sharing. So it becomes a very personal kind of journey. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's always very funny and always very surprising and, uh, yeah, we, we've had great evenings there. So um, that's wonderful. And it always ends up, and it's very small. It's kind of like what we were trying to recreate is it's kind of like this living room situation, but it's not. I just feel like uh, I think there's still like 150 people there, but they're they're you know they're all there for invitation because everybody you know there was more people wanting to come in than than we can actually uh, provide for. Yeah, but it's it's just a good evening. It ends up with you know we have a DJ there and and all kinds of food there and and there's collaborations. Uh, taking place after that there's you know whole projects have been started and, and taken root in, in in one of our panic rooms so i'm i'm really proud of every 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 evening we do that it, it's uh special it's to do that tons of value in that too it is i mean I've, I've i've collaborated with some of those people that we've had over and and i'm still on talking tours with a lot of them and uh you know, you know, it's it's good to, to share like you know the stuff that we share. When I when I, you know when we met, you know, we talk about the business. We talk about you know doing stuff together. We can we can push ourselves into make you know becoming even better uh, like that. So it's uh, absolutely it's very it's very much the same thing you're trying to do with these podcasts. It's it's good, man. Yeah, well, yeah, because I'm just in San Diego. I might as well be you know in Iceland or something, you know. Cause you know, it's just, it's just so far, I'm closer to LA obviously, but I'm still yeah. farther. It's, it's not, it's not a convenience, you know, to be up there all the time. So, and a lot of the people are there, but at the same time, I'm starting to realize as the, the podcast becomes its own thing, I allow a lot of the listeners and fans of the podcast to, to recommend people that they want to hear more on. And so like, I will have, um, I realize that how diverse and how wide the talent is across the globe, you know, because I'll have somebody from like, I don't know, Singapore and then, you know, Amsterdam, like you're talking from Amsterdam and some people from Russia and stuff are trying to get a couple it's friends that. on. It's just like all over the place, you know? Yeah. It's just really cool. But I, I agree with you. And I think that's really awesome to, to, to do that. It's, you know, like you're saying, we're in a day and age where, and that's my exact thing too, is I didn't want it to be just with the internet. 
you know what you provide on the internet it's like okay it's cool but that's the it's not as deep as it goes beyond that you know that what's what makes you what gets you up every day you know what makes you push you know to do these things which is i don't know i think that's really to me what makes it interesting to me because as i develop and mature i just get in a more intellectual space you know where i'm curious intellectually beyond the surface level and that's where I find myself wanting more information, you know, because I'm just curious, you know, so which it works out. But Same. yeah, man, well, I know it's getting late there for you. I don't want to hold you up anymore. And, and um, dude, I, I'm just I'm glad that we finally managed to get the time to do this. I, I know I've been bugging you to do this for a while and, and I appreciate, you know, you no, shedding I, the time. I feel like we only scratched the surface a lot with a lot of things. And um, I'm excited, you know, for Sundays, I mean, I was able to thankfully be a part of it even a little bit. And so I'm excited for our project to get out there and be exposed to everybody and, you know, that whole process. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. And, and, um, at the same time, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually taking notes, you know, I'm excited on that level as a fan, but at the same time, another creator that's just curious as how everything's working out. So I'm just excited for you guys. So wow. yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> Once again, thanks for, for for you know collaborating on Sundays. It's been you know you're saying it's a, it's not it's not as tiny as you say it to be because it's very important. You did the whole you know you saw the posters in Barcelona. People went fucking nuts over there. I missed all that. I just saw like the the ripped up posters and just like random like leftovers <laughs> remnants. You never. It was really really good because we so did cool. like a television interview in backstage and I looked over Jules' shoulder and it was like. A, uh, people like shaking the fences with their um, with the posters, wanting autographs and wanting more and more posters. Wow. Because it's actually said, you know, there's actually four of them instead of just one. So they started becoming like collectibles. Oh, stuff. that's cool, man! I was thinking, wow, this is you know, I never felt that much like a you know like a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the epicenter. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about. So for those who aren't listening, um, the Sunday's project. He, uh, Misha had asked me to do some posters for it, and and we did a series of four of them for it, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. I wish I had more time to dedicate to this stuff. You know, it always seems like time is fleeting. You know, so but I had a, had a fun time making it, and it was it was awesome because you just allowed me to do my thing, and you know, like I did, I don't know, maybe fifty different comps or something, but we we both agreed on the one that we both liked the most, I think, and that was really the best way to go, and. And it became its own self, and that was fun. So, yeah, it's the, the visual language is so strong and, and simple and good. Is exactly how you know what I you know what I wanted it to be, and you you completely delivered. So you know, thanks again for, right. for uh, thanks for having this. me. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a cool experience. And and I think for anybody that's listening out there, and you're doubting any of these kind of things, take a risk and and, and try things and collaborate and have fun with it. Um, because you never know what it'll lead you to. Um, and not everything that you're going to do is, is based on money or monetary things. I mean, that's of course important and part of keeping the bills and the lights on, but like he, like you're saying, and I'm the same exact way. I, I try to spit, spit my life up 50, 50, you know, yeah. and as I get older, I want to become like Mike Mignola or something where I just create something and I can just do my own thing all day because that's all I'd rather put my energy in. 
Yeah, right now I'm doing like 2080, I guess. That's great. That's I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> that's phenomenal, man. That's awesome. You know, that's what you need to be. Because I think for guys like you and I, we both know that no matter what you do, you're going to be invested and involved. And whether it's like a, uh, a toilet paper com- commercial yeah. or, you know, anything, it's just, you're going to, you're going to kill yourself for it. So you might as well really obsess and love it, you know? So your yeah. ratio is good. I'm, I'm, I'm aspiring to have that yeah, ratio. The thing is, I mean, even the, the free work you're, you're doing uh, that is non-paid, that's the work that's going to pay the bills in five years' time. Sure. It's an investment. So it's just a long-term investment. Same as, you know, we're making this film. It's, okay, we're not getting paid for making this film. But, the, you know, once this thing is, is going to get made, of course it's going to be, you know, it's, there's, it's going to be a proper business structure around it. People are going to have to get paid for this thing, for making this, for watching it, and not for watching it. But I hope. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you to watch it. I, I promise it's good. That'll be the best film ever, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people be like, dude, I got paid, so I can't complain. <laughs> no definitely no it's i i hear what you're saying and and i get i i understand what, what you're, what so you're talking well, about the only thing i want to say is it's also a smart decision to do a lot of free work uh, absolutely uh, so uh, i you know i think i think within reason you know like like i was saying and keep your keep your lights on and make sure that everything's continually growing but um also just an understand that your some of your best work will come from you doing that you know it's investing in yourself that's yeah and yeah nobody else will take a risk on you other like like you're like you will for yourself so if you're requesting that of the universe then go do it yourself you know i think it's a valuable it's a valuable lesson that i i'm getting from you and that i think everybody should really take heed and listen to is is to you know follow your passions that's what ghost in the shell was and this is what you're doing as well it's, yeah, just, it's part of you know so awesome man well dude best of luck and i'm sure i'll be talking to you probably in the next couple days anyways but yeah best of luck with everything that you're doing and um yeah we'll have links to everything so people that are interested and curious about what you're doing and um and I, i know you don't have an eta on the film but um i'll probably be blasting it out so anybody that follows me on twitter or facebook or anything will be aware of it and stuff so um, but yeah, I'm wishing you guys, everybody on the team, the best. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited for it. I'm excited to see it. Thanks so much, Ash. Thanks awesome. so much. No problem, man. Have a wonderful day and uh, our run for night and get some rest. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. <laughs> yeah, you have, uh, have a great rest of the day. And, uh, you know, anybody out there, thanks for listening. Uh, still listening, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And you guys made it through. And I, and I, I swear, if, you, if you're paying attention, it's totally worth it. So. Oh, 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 oh,